What's going on, Wolves? It's Lotus Hell over here with another episode of Matcha, Moments of the Creative Mind. And this is a digital safe space to realign your spiritual and mental wellness with ease and efficiency. And if you don't know me, again, I'm Lotus Aloba, the creator of Loba Land Podcast, of Loba Land Beauty. I'm a mystic practitioner, and my overall mission is to help Black women explore their personal power and share it to the world with ease and joy. All right. And I want to talk to you today about consent because it's been a hot topic in my uh, friend group and definitely on these internet streets. Like, what is consent? How does it work? Why we need it? Because it's not just something we should be doing with sex. We should be doing it with everything, okay? But before we do talk about that, let's talk about matcha because matcha is life. (laughs) All right, we're going to learn some fun facts about matcha since this main topic today is pretty heavy. All right, giving three facts. First fact, did you know that matcha can get rid of bad breath? Yes, since it has so much chlorophyll, which detoxifies your liver and digestive tracts, which equals a clean gut. So that means fresh breath and body aroma because, yes, we're always about proper hygiene. So shout out Matcha for that. Second fun fact, nut milk for the win. Using dairy milk, which honestly, really, you shouldn't be doing especially in this country. Using dairy milk can neutralize certain benefits in matcha, like its ability to lower blood pressure or stabilize blood sugar levels, thanks to the milk protein, casein. So that's super important. I know we love our milk, um, our matcha lattes, but there are so many other alternative milks that are just as rich and fatty and creamy that are way better for you and your body. Three, way stronger than coffee. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee hater, y'all. I'm not. You know, I used to live that life. I used to be that person, you know? But when you find something that's going to just make your body and your mind and your soul feel better with each sip, you just you just learn to pivot. <laughs> so the cool thing about matcha is one teaspoon of it has 70 milligrams of caffeine that slowly distributed itself throughout your day, giving you lots of clear, stable energy, while a shot of espresso has 64 milligrams and it creates a crash that happens way quicker than matcha does. You can do one uh, matcha latte and that can give you energy for the entire day. And I know I've had a lot of my close friends switch from coffee to matcha. And the main thing is just to be consistent and to be patient. Um, because your body is used to getting like this hit of adrenaline. So it's not going to receive that the first time you drink matcha. It's going to start to distribute the energy the proper way. So you don't need four and five cups throughout each day to give you a spike. You can do one to two cups of matcha and be straight for a good eight to 10 hours of clear, stable, focused energy, which is the energy that you need, not the adrenaline hit right? So those are my three fun facts, okay? So get your fresh breath, honey. Stop using that dairy milk, all right? And just start trying matcha, especially if you're creative. It is so good for the brain. It's so good for the body. It's so good for the skin. It's just all around something you should be having in your diet daily, okay? All right, now, 
I wanted to quickly share my weekly matcha recipe. So I've been adding, I've been playing around with my uh, herbal infuser, what a <laughs> And um, I made a new latte that I'm obsessed with. All right. So it's half a teaspoon of matcha, four ounces of hemp milk, four ounces of water, pumpkin spice from Trader Joe's, Turmeric with black pepper, turmeric with black pepper, turmeric with black pepper. If you are using turmeric, you need black pepper. It is the only way you can absorb the benefits from turmeric. I just, you'll always hear me say that because there are so many people giving really bad health advice. And it's just like, do your research always. Okay. And then I have a coconut canna oil, and it's a sativa strand. So I've been mixing that in there, blending it up. First off, the matcha latte is so foamy. So foamy, honey. Oh, my God. I'm thinking about it now. Like, uh, I have coconut water because I just worked out. But, like, as soon as this is wrapped up, your girl's getting her cup because I'm excited. And it is literally so good, and it gives me the best energy I could possibly imagine. One cup of that and I'm like locked in, ready to go, busting out all my work. I've never felt so productive, (laughs) y'all. So I'm really, really loving that recipe and I'll leave it in the description box below. And of course, sometime next year, I'm looking to do it maybe around January, February, I'll be doing a a matcha cookbook to give you guys all my fun recipes for you to try out. So be on the lookout for that. All right, now let's talk consent. <laughs> okay, so I love the episodes on a cute TV show like New Girl. Who's been watching New Girl on Netflix? Because I've just gotten back into it. All right, side note. So it's like you have this one person that is consistently aware of asking for permission to either touch or be around someone. And it's always funny to watch because they seem very annoying. <laughs> but the truth is they're super present. And they are aware of the fact that they just can't impose their will onto someone else just because that person is there or was available in any capacity before. And just to be clear, consent is permission for something to happen or an agreement to do something. And yes, this agreement needs to be agreed by both parties at all times. In 2020 especially, we need that type of energy. We need to be asking our loved ones and confidants if they are actually able to hold space for us. We also need to be okay when the answer is no and not internalize that as rejection from that loved one. Because then we end up enabling poor behavior and having our loved ones overextend themselves so that we don't feel hurt because we aren't able to solve our own problems in that moment. Like when you really think about it, it's like, what? (laughs) And you know, this is the same for your practitioner, okay? I got to hold my practitioners up in this one because y'all don't know, we be really going through it. Like, yes, I practice self-care techniques all the time. I live and breathe it. My entire life at this moment is a big self-care routine, if I'm being honest. It's a way for me to continue to get better. But at the same time, I need like boundaries because otherwise there is no off and on switch for me because my work that I do is so much a part of my lifestyle, you know? So like, (laughs) sorry, I'm laughing because these are real stories, okay? There may be someone you follow on Instagram or someone you have sessions with and 
you have to also be aware of consent, right? So unless you're in a session with a practitioner, it's not okay to hit them up in their DMs and just randomly say very sensitive, triggering things. When you're in a session with your practitioner, it's completely okay to unpack and unload because the practitioner has shown up in that space to help you do that. But as I said before, you can't hit us up in our DM randomly and say something super triggering and expect us to either respond first off because, whoa, that's that's a lot, um, or in that moment, give you free advice or insight to fix your problem, right? Because again, this is my life's work, but this also helps me to live a life. So asking to pick my brain about topics that you know I'm educated on, that's why you're asking me, doesn't really make sense because what you're saying is give me this for free because I need it right now in this moment. And I'm not even considering the fact that it may have taken you 10 years to digest this information and formulate it in such a way that I can now use it and get immediate results. There's a process to being a practitioner, right? And it may sound crazy, but I know for myself personally and a lot of my girlfriends who are practitioners, you can randomly look in our DMs and someone is saying, hey, I'm feeling suicidal, I don't know what to do, or I want to leave my job or my partner and follow my purpose, but I need insight. And it's just like, if your practitioner is a practicing practitioner, they have links that you can send this information to so that way they can process it better. It's not happening in their direct messages, okay? And then these are the things that happen as a practitioner that go through your mind, right? So the number one thing is, all right, I need to check the date and time and see when that message was sent because essentially if it's more than a few hours, your practitioner will probably get worried because it's like you called out for help and weren't able to receive it. And nine times out of 10, we want to help you receive whatever it is that you need, but within our boundaries so that we don't lose ourselves either, right? The second thing that goes on is now I'm looking at the time of day and I'm realizing that you just sent this alarming message and that. I will probably end up rejecting everything that I need to do in that moment to see if I can reach out and contact you to make sure that you're okay and disregard what I'm personally going through. The third thing that ends up happening is now for the person in need of support, you may see this as a call for help, but to a certain extent, depending on how often you do this without any mindfulness or awareness, it can be a form of abuse to your practitioner. It's like you aren't respecting the boundaries that are put in place so that your practitioner can show up as their best selves to help you and guide you to your best self. Seeing things like that or having someone emotionally dump on you without consent can lead to a lot of trauma and anxiety, and it can trigger depression, okay? Again, your practitioner became a practitioner because they had to grow through what you're going through in this moment. So they've been experiencing these things like anxiety, like depression, like imposter syndrome, guilt, shame. They've worked to heal or to continuously actively heal those uh, feelings. And then you're randomly just out of nowhere, like, boom, here's some more stuff to carry. It's, it's traumatizing, you know? 
It's one of the reasons why I don't answer all of my direct messages or my text messages because it can easily become overwhelming. I can easily find myself giving everything I have without thinking of myself because I care so deeply about my community. So this episode is also helping me to practice communicating the need for consent and respecting the boundaries I've set for myself and the boundaries I've set for other people. And the truth is, that means I am less accessible than I used to be. And me and my wolves are going to have to learn to be okay with that. I have so much more time now to understand me and what I'm going through and what I need to unpack on my own from my own experiences. And I'm actually getting better at growing because of it. And in doing so, I'm able to come up with really great content like this podcast episode and fun things like guided meditations and amazing masterclasses that'll be coming out so that I can help you have a similar experience. And though I use the word practitioner in this episode, this can go for anyone, your mother, your father, your best friend, your partner, your hairdresser, it doesn't matter. You can't expect someone to be ready to receive something you yourself can't handle on your own simply because you feel overwhelmed. And this creates This requires creating self-awareness and spiritual endurance. So when those moments come up and you feel like the need to unpack and to share what you're going through and reach out to your community, you can do so consciously without creating negative impact for the person you're communicating with. So I'm going to go over a CPR method that you can use to practice asking for consent. All right. So the C is to create a habit. Create a habit of asking if your loved one has the time and energy to be your soundboard. So again, I've been doing this with my wolves and it's been an amazing practice because it brings you back to your present moment so quickly because you can get so overwhelmed by what you're feeling. You just call somebody out of, you know, sheer desperation because it's such an overwhelming sensation that you're going through. And then you call them up and they say, hey girl, what's up? And you're like, da-da-da-da-da. And they could literally have just stepped out of a meeting and saw your call (laughs) or be shopping, you know, with their kid and just be like, oh, snap. And like not able to really support you because you just threw them out of their own present moment. Right. So now you can call and be like, hey, or shoot a text. I love to shoot a text before I'll hit up one of my wolves and I'll be like, yo, I am feeling X, Y, Z. And I express what I'm feeling because I think that that's also important in asking for consent, not just saying, hey, girl, can I talk to you about something? But literally being like, girl, I'm feeling a bit triggered, you know, by this thing at work or, you know, my partner did something to irritate me. I like to categorize it so that way you you think it doesn't make sense, but it's like, okay, I can read a text now. Someone's doing that to me. Like, girl, look, um, this man's getting on my nerves and I, I need to do something about it. And if I have the capacity to talk about that, I could be like, all right, girl, give me five and, and I'll call you. Or I could be like, okay, I don't have the capacity to talk about this topic in particular. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not available right now, but hit me up later or I'll call you when I can, you know what I mean? As a response, but I love asking now because it makes me feel better. Number one. And then I find that my friends, when I, when I do ask, um, consent and let them know what I want to talk to them about, they're better prepared to help me too. 
you know, it's a quicker conversation and we can get back to the fun stuff. So definitely create a habit of asking your loved ones if they have the time and energy to be your soundboard. Now, the P is to practice that habit. Tell your main ones what you're doing and then practice having them course correct you when you forget to ask for consent and have them practice praising you when you do. You also need to have a conversation with that other party that they honor you asking for consent. So their response can't be, you can hit me up anytime or whenever you need me because it becomes misleading and it's hard for you to create a habit because they're saying anytime. So let your loved ones know, like, look, I really want to work on practicing consent, right? So I need you to tell me when I'm able to, um, you know, receive insight from you or or be able to have you hold space for me in those moments. Don't just be like, girl, anytime, whenever you need me, because it may actually not be when I actually need you that you're available. And I think that that's super important. And it's something that I'm working on personally, because there are certain women in my life that like, no matter what, they can call me. And it's about five of those people. (laughs) And that's as much as I can contain, but I have so many close girlfriends. So it's more about me being like, always reach out to me always reach out to me and I will do my best to be available in your time of need. I may not be, but I will do my absolute best. That's a lot easier for me to uphold. And it also gives better expectations for the people that I love. So they know like there is a possibility I'm not available, but if I am, I'm definitely there for you, you know? And then the last thing is a recovery plan, okay? Have something in place for those times that they aren't able to help you. A CPR method, a customized one, will be beneficial in aiding against feeling rejected or if you're unable to self-soothe, okay? Again, a recovery plan. So something for me, when I'm not able to reach my core people, when I need to unpack something, I go back to my breath work now, like really ground myself in deep breathing. I might even do some um, alternate nostril breathing to uh, unify my brain and calm it down a bit. And then I might say a prayer, usually it's the 23rd Psalms, and just call out to my ancestors. And by then I'm usually a bit more grounded, but there may be other things that you can do that are a bit more practical, like maybe having your journal handy or voice noting yourself when you're upset. So literally turning on your voice notes and then just saying what you have to say and getting it all out, right? Or journaling it all out, whatever the case is. Those are great ways to discover self-awareness and to be okay with the fact that like sometimes I can't tell you how many times as many people that love me in my life there have been times where I was really in quote-unquote need of support and holding space and none of my people were available because they all have magnificent lives that they're leading and I had to handle the situation myself and I'm actually really grateful for those moments because it helps me to be self-sufficient So now I know like worst case, I always try to figure it out on my own. But if it becomes a bit more of a hassle than I need it to be, then I'll reach out to my team. But I can do so now with confidence of like, even if they don't answer, I'm able to still navigate it. Or I'll throw on some binary beats. I'll put on a happy playlist um, or an angry playlist if I need to get my feelings out, Uh, a little Beyonce lemonade, whatever. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So I love having a recovery plan in place because it just makes me feel safer. 
it makes me feel like, okay, cool. All right. You know, Gary's not available or Sky's not available. I bet. Okay. If that's not available. All right. Okay, cool. Got to call my top three. <sighs> cool. Boom. All right. Let me call my mama. All right. Mom, not answering either. All right. You got to have to do this. You got to do this yourself, girl. And I've worked it into my, I want to say my instincts to just tune in to a meditation or something like that. And now I'm able to know exactly what I need in that moment to recenter myself. But I always strongly suggest coming back to your breath and saying an affirmation or a mantra that will allow you to come back to your center. And before we get into that matcha mantra for the week, let's just go over the CPR for consent. We're going to create a habit of asking for consent. We're going to practice that habit with our loved ones, and we're going to have a recovery plan in place just in case our loved ones do not give us consent, do not give us permission to emotionally express ourselves. Okay? Okay. Now, our matcha mantra of the week is... I will lovingly ask for consent. Very simple. Very simple. I will lovingly ask for consent, right? We're not going to think that our loved ones don't care about us because we have to ask permission for their time and energy. We're not going to think our practitioners don't care about us because we have to ask for permission and for time and energy. We're going to know that we're all human and we're all going through things, right? Just because my Instagram is perfectly curated does not mean that I have 20 different things that I am emotionally, mentally, spiritually going through and healing through while you're also going through your own things, right? And it is my job to hold that space for plenty of other people. So whether or not you are a client or you're part of the wolf gang, 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 you know, or you're my family, understand that most of the time, I am either resting or I am digesting all of these divine downloads that I have been receiving so that I can show up better in my life. Give me time and grace to do that. The same that I give time and grace and that I'm going to continue to practice giving time and grace to all my loved ones and to my clients and to my wolf gang. Like sometimes we need space. I have girlfriends that I adore and we can talk every single day and then readily out of nowhere, I don't talk to them for like three, four, five, six, eight, ten months. And it doesn't mean that I don't care about them and what they're going through or vice versa. It's just sometimes our paths go different ways because we have so many things to um, process and go through, you know? You have to also give them permission to have that space to do that. You can't take offense to it if somebody is not able to be there for you because you need them. It's just so important to remember that, y'all. All right. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I know I did. I want to talk more about boundaries and consent, and we'll be talking about that soon in our conscious conversation segment with a lot of my beautiful girlfriends because so many gems, so many gems. But until then, let me know on my Instagram comments or in the show comments how you are going to practice consent. Who are you going to start with? What relationship are you going to work with first and foremost? Maybe it's with your practitioner or maybe it's your favorite influencer because they'd be going through a lot. <laughs> um, y'all be stressing your influences out. So please ask consent. Say hi first before you decide to tell them your life story. Trust me, they'll really appreciate it. Okay. <clears throat> 
uh, for me this week in real time, it is November 16th and I will be hosting an amazing sensual sisterhood weekend uh, in Philadelphia this weekend, the 21st and 22nd. But before that, I have my monthly restock on Friday, the 20th, noon, Eastern Standard Time. Come through and shop Loba Lamp Beauty, okay, wolves? I will be dropping some new can of honey. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait for y'all to see how cute the packaging is. It's so cute. Um, the Manifest Skin Line, I will have another product release, and I'll be dropping some videos this week on Instagram so you guys can learn more about it and how it works. And I will, of course, have our Mystic Mist, our Sacred Salts and Scrubs, and the Conjure Oils, the PPP, Pussy Power Potion, and our Rich Mother, Rich Auntie Nectar. And I'll be dropping a Rich Daddy Oil um, for all my wolves out there who want to tap into their sacred masculine energy. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're following me on the gram. Make sure you're subscribed to the email list so you can get my fun little emails. They've been getting cuter and cuter, y'all. And yes, I love you to the moon and back. Tune into the next episode coming up after this. Bye, wolves.